What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Drivers Podcast. I'm Cody. And I am better looking and more of a ladies' man than Otis and Mark Henry put together. That's saying a lot. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that's definitely saying a lot. I'm the best looking bitch man in the business. If, if you say so. But anyway, guys, thank you for joining us for another episode. Thank you to all of our listeners who have been with us from the very beginning. Thank you to all of your support. Also, if you're on social media, go and follow us on social media if you haven't already. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Go check out our YouTube channel. We've got more content coming your way with the new season approaching. And with the new year, it's finally 2024. It is, is a new how, year. That is how numbers work, yes. Exactly. It is 2024. A new year is upon us. But with a new year comes new things as well. So with that, we have a new voice that's going to be joining us here on the podcast and someone new who's going to be a part of a lot of our content whenever we go to do commentary. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Five Star Jobbers, the one and only Derek Draymond. Derek... Oh, come on. <laughs> come What's going on, on guys? You want, Scissor me timbers! Why? Well, We're trying know. to keep it PG, guys. What's what's wrong with two men taking their two fingers? Put it away. No, come on! Like There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to work out a censorship for these two guys now. Yes. <laughs> so, Derek is going to be... The new voice and a new face that you're going to be seeing on our commentary and a part of our videos on YouTube as well. So he'll kind of be our backstage correspondent. But for those of you that don't know, Derek, why don't you introduce yourself to the people? Tell them who you are, what you've been doing in wrestling, and kind of where you've been. Because I don't know if you've been in a part of wrestling as much now. You've kind of taken a hiatus. Yeah, I've been gone for quite a while. Uh, Derek Draymond, the devil's favorite son. That's me. Um, I worked for a long time in the American Wrestling Federation, uh, under the lovely tutelage of Dandy Jack. Don't ask me what his last name was. Never knew, never cared, uh, for $50 and a steak dinner most of the time. Uh, and what I mean by steak dinner is Waffle House. Uh, nothing great. wrong with that. Um, got a lot of indie exposure, um, in the Chipley, Panama City area, um, I actually, uh, started training in ring performer, uh, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, where we held our first ever show in a, um, interesting gay bar, um, with very low ceilings. Um, at what least, would be a boring one? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't want to find out. I mean, would you know? Don't <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks, right? <laughs> a day well, anyway. job is a day job. Yeah, okay. That's right. That's Moving right. on. Moving right along. Um, no, it had very low ceilings, so coming off of anything top rope, you would probably end up with your head in some form of a light fixture. Um, I, I traded in the uh, proverbial tights for a managerial slash um, ring announcer role. Uh, that evolved into me being the commissioner. Started out uh, in the, a baby face for a little while. Uh, or, you know, for the listeners that don't know that terminology, uh, I was a good guy. Um, I made things happen. I helped with uh, booking. 
Um, I, I say that loosely because basically I was just told this is what's going to, going to go on. Um, about a year in, uh, the promoter came to me and, uh, said, I'm turning you heel. I'm putting you or bad guy. Um, I'm putting you with the tag team champs. You're going to basically run roughshod, you know, whatever. The first and only bump I ever took, uh, happened in, in Chipley, Florida. Um, it was after I fired a, uh, competitor, uh, probably two shows prior to that. Then he was supposed to sneak in and powerbomb me. That went interestingly, uh, not well. Um, <laughs> uh, that I got, explains a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, other than the, the neck pain and everything else, um, my chiropractor said, Hey, it looks like you've been in a car accident. Yeah, well, I wonder why. <laughs> no, I, I went to Powerbomb City. So, yeah, that's, uh, and then, you know, I've always been a, a, a fan of the, of the sport uh, and the entertainment. Uh, respect all the, the guys and ladies that, that do this. That's why I'm, I'm here is to help, you know, look and find all of the, the new talent and talk about all you guys as much as possible. Well, Derek, we're definitely looking forward to having you on the podcast and having you as part of our commentary, also our correspondence for the show. Uh, is there anything you can give us as an insight as to like what you've seen in independent wrestling nowadays that you find either interesting or some things that you think could definitely use some tweaking or things like that? Well, and, and see, that's kind of hard to hard to say because you know in the in the indie scene, a lot of it is they do whatever they want, you know, and, and that's kind of cool. It's a little bit different than your overly scripted WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, um, dare I say TNA. Um, but you have a lot of these people that are going out, they're putting their bodies on the line a lot more than, than you see, you know, nowadays kind of reminds me of old school ECW. Um, not quite as bloody at, at times, but, um, it's fascinating watching people who have their own idea of creative um, come up with their storytelling and how they want to do things. It's it's really fascinating to watch. You know, and you also mentioned with WWE and AEW, like, and we have all drawn our own opinions and conclusions on things that we'd like to see happen on the mainstream with whether it's WWE or AEW and Ring of Honor or TNA. All these other in, uh, all these other live stream or mainstream platforms on here. What is kind of the one thing that you see, and it could be with all these platforms or with each one individually. What do you see as kind of like the pros and the cons, or what we like to use on our uh, podcast? We call them high spots and botches. Basically, you talk about the good things and the bad things. Like, what would, what would you say are your main high spots and botches for what's going on now in professional wrestling? Um, I would have to say the high spots really is both platforms are really the, the main platforms I, I should say, um, are really learning how to play the long ball. You know, they're, they're, they're telling stories that are taking months yeah. to complete return to long-term storytelling. And exactly. Not just, right. You know, we had a lot after WCW, um, folded, Especially you saw it in the Ruthless Aggression era where it was, I mean, 
one month, two month, maybe three month programs. You know, like uh, your longest program might be from SummerSlam, you know, to WrestleMania, as opposed to the Roman Reigns storyline, which is this point is going, you know, over the three year mark. Right. Exactly. And and damage control. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really taking a long time to build up to what I see as the ousting of Bailey. Yep. Um, but it it's still an amazing uh, bit of storytelling. You know, AEW is doing the same thing with uh, Roderick Strong and uh, Adam Cole. Uh, Adam! <laughs> Adam! Adam! Um, <laughs> and MJF and this whole devil thing. Um, Who do we... Okay, so real quick. Going around the round I, table. I've already got my... Going around the round table... The devil. Adam Cole, for sure. Oh, see, I, I, I thought Adam Cole, baby, but I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking maybe it's, maybe it is the rated R superstar. I don't know. Nah, there's no way. Jack Perry. Really? That's a good idea. See, he thinks my ideas are good. That, that, Jack Perry has I'm already, re- I'm already regretting this decision. <laughs> he ha- Look, no, no, no. To playing... <clears throat> Seeing as though I'm the devil's favorite son, I can play the devil's advocate here. Um, Jack hasn't been seen in a while, so he could be the one behind the mask. But who, and and MJ, I thought that too. Who did but, MJF tell that until you learn to embrace the whole of the business, that he would never be successful? Oh, of course, it was so Jack Perry. How much more? I mean, how much more of a perfect, uh, you know, 360 degree, 180, whatever you want to call it? How much more perfect would it be? For Jack Perry to ad- adapt MJF's devil for his own. I mean, it, to me, that's com- that's complete storytelling. I mean, that's yeah, why, that's it, why it, it works. But at the same time, I just don't think that they have... Because, I mean, AW, as far as storylines go, has not done the best in the last few months or so as far as creating storylines that fans can create that wow factor or that shock factor when they get to the climax of it. Like when they get to the end of it, it they've kind of just been underwhelmed I've, I've for fully, the most part. I fully agree with you that AEW's storytelling is by far their, their weakest link. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they have talent, they have great matches. Uh, the pacing of matches and stuff has gotten better. The booking of, 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 Dynamites, collisions has gotten better. We're going to leave out Rampage and things like that. Yeah, Rampage uh, can just be tossed aside at this but point. But what, what AEW has done, and they, they've only done this with a few storylines, like you've got your, your Kenny Omega storyline, you've got your MJF storyline, um, you know, there's been a couple more here and there. What, what they really struggle with is they, they tell one good story. And then the rest of it is just miscellaneous. Exactly. Where where AEW needs to get to is where they have multiple storylines going on, and being in being able to weave some of those storylines in and out of other storylines and have there be intersection with the talent. I mean, if you know, case in point, you go back and look at some of the stuff. I mean, of course, I'm going back to the Attitude Era because I'm a you know, homer for it. But, uh, you know, you go back to the Attitude Era and you look at uh, this. You had the Stone Cold Vince McMahon storyline. You also had the Rock and Mankind storyline going on. Then you had the DX and the Corporation storyline going on. And those all together intersected at one point for the the night that Foley wins the title. You know, right. the night that put butts in seats. Right. 
Shout out to Bill Weaver and Freedom Force Unlimited for that one. <laughs> well, shout out to Tony Schiavone because that was his. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, but no, at the end of the day, the intersectionality of those three, like you have, you have three different uh, rivalries going on at that point. You have three different stories, and then they all somehow, you know, they come together, and you have these different groups that otherwise, you know, aren't working with each other, and and that's where the cohesion comes in, and that's that's. That's top-notch storytelling. Exactly. It, yeah. And it's not something you can do all the time because, I mean... It, but it gives fans things to look forward to as, as opposed to just one storyline and then the rest they just don't even pay attention for. But yeah, the problem with AEW right now is that they, they really... They kind of bank on a one story and it's a long story. Right. And then what's happened a lot of times with AEW is that between injuries and other things those stories keep getting cut off. Exactly. Um, for every for every good AEW story there's been, there's been like 10 botch stories. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Like the the storytelling, I love the long-term storytelling and I'm, I am very excited that both promotions are engaging in it. Uh, obviously, WWE is better at doing that right now. 100%. They've had the, the history of yeah. that. You know, you alluded to it. I mean, look at what they're doing on SmackDown. Look at what they're doing on Raw. Um, NXT, eh, not so much, but I don't think they really need to do that. Other than the, um, uh, what is it, uh, the Trick? Trick Williams and yeah. um, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. That, that's that's a good storyline. That's going to be, a, you know, I think that's going to that's gonna be a slow, you know, that's going to continue to work its way out until, I guess, uh, Whatever the um, whatever the NXT whatever they're gonna call the NXT before WrestleMania, my guess is where that that's where we're gonna see that uh, payoff. Yeah, right. I, and I agree. I mean, and then you've on Raw, you've got the storyline with the Judgment Day, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, I'm I'm a mark, uh, huge mark for the Judgment Day. Um, I love everything Judgment Day. Yes. Um, and How about then, the R Truth of the Judgment Day. Oh, see, you know. <laughs> Our truth is this generation's Booker T, in, in my opinion. Absolutely, he, he is. He can deliver comedy gold wherever he goes, um, and and he can work. You know, so Absolutely. he's he's really good with that. Um, I, I like the semi quasi right there moment with L.A. Knight, um, but. They brought him back into the fold, you know, for the for the title hunt again, even after um, his loss to Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so. I see LA Knight. I see LA Knight. You know, the it's going to be Logan Paul. I feel like LA Knight and Logan Paul are gonna are gonna be at, at WrestleMania in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think they've done a good job with LA Knight having, you know, of course, lost the opportunity, but to still be relevant. Um, you know. And still be the hottest ticket on SmackDown. Absolutely, oh, you know, without a doubt. He, he he walks out, his music hits, the people go nuts. I mean, he he is the amalgamation of a good worker, a good talker, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I, and if if y'all haven't picked up, I'm kind of a LA Knight fan. Oh yeah, yeah I am all, too. We're all big LA Knight fans. Now this is where I mean, we all know whose game so is this it. This is where you and me are different. So we're gonna do our little hot take just because I know. So okay. Oh boy! Best best working heel in the business right now. Best working heel in the Christian. Yep, I I agree with that. 
Because I almost went MJF, but like he's not healed right now. He's but not yeah, healing yeah, anymore. he's not healing anymore. But yeah, definitely Christian Cage, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I, I think I would probably go towards Christian Cage, but just, just to keep it spicy, Dominic Mysterio. Oh, see, and, well, and, and, and I, I see. I'll, this I mean, we've had I mean for, I'll entertain it, but yeah, go ahead because I know you want to say something for for yeah. WWE. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean he is like he does what Triple H has told him to do, which is you have got to love making people hate you mm-hmm. and making people love to hate you, mm-hmm. and that's and Dom's all about that right now. Yeah. You know, and and I, I I enjoy watching it. He definitely. I mean, he's like you see. There's different kinds of heels. You've got your, you know, you've got your ruthless heels. You've got your schmarmy, egotistical, um, dishonest heels, and then you've got your chicken ass heels. <laughs> and it, it took me a second to realize what you just said because I thought you said something else. But I'm like, nope, we're good, we're good. I kept it PG. Okay, I'm just I'm just checking because we're already pushing it with the scissor thing. Don't stop ah! it! Enough. You could be part of the trifecta. I will not be a part of the trifecta. Thank you very much. Well then, oh, well, yeah. back to back to brass tags here. The I'm really I, what's what's you know for me I'm not particularly usually the fan of the chicken s heel. Uh, I've always liked the ruthless or the smart heel. The the and Ric Flair's. The Rick and... yeah, your Ric Flair's your cerebral assassin oh, Triple H. Yeah. I mean Best error for Triple H. Oh yeah, absolutely. By far. You know, because it at the end of the day when you've got a heel that outs you know, they win because they outsmart the babyface. They use the babyface's valor against them. And and to me that's you know, that's Shakespearean. Uh, you know that is, that's that's great storytelling. That's that's storytelling that's been told for thousands of years through different epics and sagas. But the chicken ass heel that Dom is, that and just I mean, people will pay to see him get beat up. Absolutely, yes, they yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like like he is, all the time. He, yep. He, he is a he, at this point. This is where I see the value because where I you know normally the chicken ass heel I don't like because what are they doing? No, people, anybody who faces Dom is over because you're facing Dom. Right. And they want you to win because of who you're facing. So you actually have a chicken S heel, which I don't know when the last time this kind of character existed, where, let's say, where the, the fans are so behind anybody as long as they're in the ring on the other side of, of Dominic Mysterio. So, uh, you know, like I say, I give it to Dom because I say he's, getting, he's getting more people over just because of how much he's hated you know, Christian Cage, he's over. Definitely. But who's he getting over? Nobody, really. I mean, the only reason people are, like, loving to hate him is because they want to see Luchasaurus at the end turn on him or kill switch, whatever he wants to call him at this point. Lucha switch. Yeah, Lu- Lucha, yeah. Switch. Lucha switch. <laughs> I feel like they're losing opportunity there. Like, you're going to call him kill switch and he's not going to come out to kill switch engaged? Well, or is that too on the nose? It, yeah, it might be too on the mm, nose. Maybe. Yeah. No, I'm not sure, but yeah. See, that's the thing. See, like, I would oh, say that's another out to fat bottom girls. See, I would say that's another storyline that people could be invested in at some point if they keep doing it right. Is with Christian Cage and Adam Copeland continuing to build on that rivalry because mm. 
this is going to be recorded before the whole match happens. So, uh, spoiler alert, this is being recorded two weeks in advance before New Year's. But anyway, with uh, the rivalry between them and it culminating at World's End, where Christian Cage and Adam Copeland are going to go one-on-one for the TNT title in a notice qualification match, it's going to be a great end of the storyline, and hopefully it'll be a continuation of... You think it'll be an end of the storyline? With Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. With Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, though, I think that's where it'll take a turn. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to it to be over so that I can get five seconds of flash photography. Hey, you know... It... <laughs> when you say it, you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you I'm looking forward to the reunion of ENC. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they're telling this story. And just like we've talked about, I'm glad that they're telling the story the way that they're telling it. Yeah. Um, Cause it's got a modicum of realty. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't want to see edge and Christian fight. Okay. Like I'm watching it and they're great workers and it's great matches, but I don't want to see edge and Christian fight. I want to see them reek of awesomeness. Oh yeah. I want to see that too, but I also like seeing them fight as well. Yeah. Cause I mean, they do great working against each other. I just, I'm ready. I'm ready for the kazoos to come out. Oh yeah. It'll come um, out. Well, speaking of uh, things to come, no, don't even, no, don't even start that. (laughs) I thought this was a different kind of episode, but uh, no, apparently not. Speaking of things that are going to be new in the upcoming year, with 2024 approach or 2024 upon us, what are some things that you guys are looking for, whether it be in WWE, AEW, whatever it may be, what are some things that you guys are looking forward to that you want to see happen or hope to see happen in 2024. I mean, there's there's so many. I mean, there's so many things. It's kind of hard to to go off one. I mean, I guess at the, uh, you know for me the most important is I really just want to see both promotions differentiate, and you know I really want to see I want to see AEW get better with this with this storytelling. I want to see them get better with with their booking. Um, and making things count more. Uh, and then with, with WWE, uh, I really do. I, I want to see more realism in storylines. Uh, you know, what, what they're doing with, with Seth and Punk is great. Turn that nozzle up to 11. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, like, the, like I said before, the promo the, the, with CM Punk and Seth Rollins was what we have all been waiting for since War Games. Well, really since for months now. And now that it's finally come to fruition, I think that's going to be an incredible WrestleMania match. I'm hoping that they are smart enough to actually book that for night one of WrestleMania for the main event. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, I absolutely want to see that as a WrestleMania main event. I want to see it because that's what it deserves to be. I also want to see it as a main event because that's what CM Punk deserves. And, you know, any any Gomer, Homer, or, or Smark who's going to get on here and throw trash at CM Punk for anything here and there, okay, sit on it. Okay? And then wipe your hands because it's probably dirty. Now... <laughs> All right. Wow. The, the fact of the matter is, is how this, do you really feel? This guy has done so much for professional wrestling over the last twenty years. Um, you might not like everything that he's done, but he cares about the business. He cares about the business so much that it it, it ruined his mental state. And I really like I, I'm I'm a believer in the redemption story. 
And I do believe that he is trying to redeem himself and be a locker room leader and, and make up for lost time and, and that his head's on right now. Right. But even, even, even without that, like, would we be where we're at right now without the pipe bomb? Of course not. No, no. Like, no, I mean, would, not at all. Yeah. Would we be where we're at without guys like, I mean, like, see, I mean, CM Punk, like, would you even know who Samoa Joe is without CM Punk and the matches that he had with Samoa Joe? Because, I mean, Joe didn't have those matches with AJ until after he had the matches with CM Punk. Right. Like, CM Punk has done a lot for this business, and the fact that he's never main evented a WrestleMania is, to me, it's a travesty. Right. Uh, it, it just absolutely, it, it's ridiculous. And that's what he wants. And so for the man, Phil Brooks, and for all that he's done for the business, and then for CM Punk, the character, I, I am waiting for that payoff. I'm waiting, you know, just as much as people want to see Cody finish the story and win the title that his dad couldn't win, I want to see CM Punk rep main event WrestleMania because that's his boyhood dream. And just like I, you know, I became a mark for this business when Shawn Michaels was sitting in the ring looking at the winged eagle title and was visibly in tears. Because it means something. Make it mean something. Right. And so, yeah, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, like, if I can see that this year, I'll, I'm going to be, it's going to be, it's going to warm me up. It's going to fill me up inside. And I'll just be, you know, holly jolly and merry for the rest of the year. Right. And see, one of the things that I want to see happen for the year, number one, and I've said this on numerous occasions, is I want to see the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, either take their roles as EVPs or as wrestlers, but not as both. Because... They eat, they need to pick one, but at the same time, they need to have people that will do great creative storytelling with the people that they have. But one of the things that I would want to see happen, and I would love for them to consider doing this, and I think it could benefit them, is actually doing a brand split. Because mm -hmm. you have Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. I would say get rid of Rampage if you if they are able to. Yeah, just have Dynamite and Collision have a draft. And then have one set of wrestlers for Dynamite, the other set for Collision. It gives the op opportunity to create more storylines. And it makes sense for you to start building more matches for your card that have storylines that are part of them. Instead of just adding more matches the week of the event that have no storylines based off of them. But that that's just one thing that I would love to see happen. I don't know if it will actually happen. Probably not. But... It's well, I think it needs to happen, but it needs to happen different. It can't be the, it can't happen the same way that WWE did it. You know, they can't draft and have, you know, WWE's already like they have explored that creative territory. So maybe you don't call it a draft, maybe you call it something else. Right. Um, you know, and yes, have two separate programs. And yeah, I mean, you could even have them compete against each other. It just needs there needs to be a little bit of differentiation. There needs to be a little bit of 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 a new spin on the same story. They See, can't just and say you could draft. do that with a brand split because you have your uh, event Blood and Guts, mm -hmm. which is essentially AEW's version of War Games. That's where you have the brand competition. That's where you have your one team from Dynamite and your one team from Collision. Mm -hmm. I mean, it may not be for storyline purposes, but it creates that competition between the other brands. Then you have your main champions face each other. No, then you I'm, have your I'm, women's champions face each other. I'm all for it because, I mean, AEW's roster at this point is big enough where they do need two separate shows because there's a lot of talent that's just not getting featured because other talent is guaranteed, you know, 20 minutes 
a night. Exactly. Yeah, a year ago you couldn't you couldn't say that. You know, two years ago especially, you know they didn't they didn't have the depth of mm-hmm. of roster in there. They didn't have enough, in, in my opinion, veterans to really lead the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, now you've got Christian Cage, you've got Adam Copeland, you've got. Uh, the nature boy f- floating around backstage, you know, <laughs> training up, you know, my, the new minds that they have. So I, I, I agree. Um, doing some form of a brand split um, could bring more legitimacy to their win loss record mm-hmm. uh, platform. Absolutely. Um, could bring back the focus to the win loss record. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, and we, you know, we've talked about this too, like with the tournament they're doing right now, Give the tournament stakes. The, the tournament, to me, the tournament has no stakes. And, you know, there might be some people who want to burn me because I'm saying that the Ring of Honor title is not stakes enough for the tur- for the tournament. But I'm sorry. Ring of Honor is not Ring of Honor anymore. Ring of Honor is... It's, yeah, it's is, not. Ring of Honor, like... Is, it's become the developmental stage for the, AW, it's it's essentially. It's like, I mean, at one point, I'm sure Ohio Valley Wrestling, when it was part of NWA, was a very hot territory. But when it got, you know, when it got uh, absorbed by WWF and became their developmental territory, that's what it was. It's the developmental territory. Doesn't take doesn't take away its value or anything, but the OVW championship is not something that a Raw or SmackDown superstar should be competing to win. And that's to me, that's what the current, you know, if you go back and watch this, you know, the the you know, some of the the, the last few weeks of Dynamite where it's nothing but the tournament and this, there's just one segment your, where it's a storyline. This line. is your creative vehicle for the entire show. And to me, let's say the stakes are a title that only gets defended on online pay-per-views. Exactly. And then with the addition of a new title, whatever, the Continental Championship or whatever they're calling it now. Because you have the New Japan uh, Strong Open Weight Championship and the Ring of Honor World Championship that Eddie Kingston currently holds, mm-hmm. which makes no sense to me why he's even competing in this tournament to keep both of his titles. But... I could get into a whole other thing with that, but we'd be on a slow progression downwards. Well, and, and we're recording this while it's still going on. Of course, obviously, when this uh, when this yeah when this goes out, like the event will already be over, the tournament will be done. So right, we right. may we'll, we're like two weeks behind on this. So we, no, it may be completely the, different. At the end of the day, though, no, it's it, the stakes just don't match. Right, like they, if if they're competing, it should be for the world title. Exactly. When you got got especially considering the roster. Yes, because this is not like a new, inc- you know, new and upcoming talent, you know, competing for a title that they've never won. No, this no, is some of your like best. You've got a bunch talent. of yeah, you've got a bunch of guys who have been world champions in in either AEW or other promotions. Exactly. This needs to be whoever wins this has a guaranteed shot at any time that they want under any stipulation that they want against the world champion. Exactly. So, could this be a prelude to? The brand split? Like, could it be, hey, here's your winner. This is going to be the the leader or the face of the second brand. I mean, it it, 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 it could. could. It's not how how they're selling it. I mean, it could. I mean, obviously, they had a plan for a brand split with two different world championships. When Punk came out and he had the championship with the X over, over the E... Uh, you know, I, I love the placement. Um, that was very obvious. Okay, they've got Collision. You've got Dynamite. They're they've got Collision with sper- certain wrestlers who are not on Dynamite, right? And then Dynamite wrestlers who do not go to Collision. 
And the plan was to have CM Punk be the champion of Collision and for MJF to continue being the champion for Dynamite. Then Jack Perry happened. And then it all went downhill from there. It all went down it went downhill from there and you know, I I'll commend Tony Khan for not like you know, knee-jerk booking and just, you know, changing and putting in something really quick, but one thing that does irritate me is that when a storyline shrivels up or something or something happens that throws a storyline off, they just completely scrap it and there's almost no um, continuation. Right. Like there's no pivot. There's no pivot in AEW. It like, just ends right if there. If they can't do it exactly the way they had planned to do it, the storyline doesn't get told. Exactly. And so, I mean, like now you've got Collision and Dynamite, which once again is like Collision and Dynamite still feel like they should be separate shows, but aren't separate shows. And then even with the tournament, they had like the blue and the gold. So it's like they differentiated them a little bit. But not very much. But but not clearly. Like why? Right. Are, right. Why? Yeah, so uh, that the, 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 the snake bite of, of AEW is intentionality. You know, it's if they can't do something a specific way they don't do it at all right and so then they just rely they're like hey let's just have the best matches we can have together we're not going to tell any story we're not going to have any reason or any stakes we're just going to put Kenny Omega against Daniel Bryan and every you know online smart is going to is going to watch it and just you know go to town on themselves it, it's yeah <laughs> but anyways that's pretty much our I guess you could say our New Year's hopes for the for the year twenty twenty four, not re, not necessarily resolutions. I'm I mean, middle aged. I have no hopes. Okay, that's I sad. I have no hopes. I have no dreams. That's sad. A, a quick and easy death. <laughs> My gosh, but anyway, that is our episode for the year of twenty twenty four, and that is the end of our first season of episodes. It has been an incredible year. It's been a wild ride, and we've got so much more to come. Do not stop. Would you stop scissoring? Stop scissoring. Ah! Enough, it, I, I, I can't. Sorry, I can't. No, it did not have to be done at all. So, Never with that. stop scissoring. Please. A public service announcement stop. for the five-star jobbers. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're the, the NSSS, the Never Stop Scissoring Society. Enough. Anyways, thank you to everyone who's been listening to us from beginning to end for the first season. It's been a great year, and we look forward to to season two. Season two! There's more coming up. There's more content coming up on YouTube. Oh my gosh. I'm worried so much now for what's about to come. But anyways, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all of your support from beginning to end. Thank you for everything that you guys do for us. To everyone who's been supporting us in the professional wrestling industry. To all of our fans that have been listening to us. Derek Draymond, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Hopefully we can still try and keep this PG as much as possible, but now that we've got a whole scissoring party over here, I don't know if that's going to be possible anymore, so I'm going to have to invest in a censorship at this point. So we may, I'm sorry, we may not be PG anymore. It could be your logo covering this. Just think about the potential. (laughs) Just more work for me in the editing room. Well, Well, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life, right? True. Exactly. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Go and check us out on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram. We are also on TikTok and YouTube. Go check out our content. More will be coming in the new year with the new season. But thank you for listening. And as always, keep it five stars.